As the great independent director, Mr. Werner Herzog, once said, I despise formal restaurants. I find all of that formality to be very base and vile. I would much rather eat potato chips on the sidewalk. We gotta stop spending four weeks not doing this because we just fall out of this straight away. Yeah, how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, guys, and welcome to Potato Chips on the Sidewalk. I'm Barbecue Ben. Joining me today is Chicken, Chicken Twisties Jacob. Um, I'm embracing this name. Yes. Um, it's been a while since we last recorded. Yeah, we, it's always sort of been a while. We just yeah. sort of clocked together episodes. Every episode begins with a. An apology, and <laughs> I'll apologise next time as well. Um, we've got a few things to talk about today, we but do. first things first, I think the uh, the biggest Netflix show of last weekend, because there's two big Netflix shows this weekend, when's it ever going to stop? Wait, th- th- this weekend is Midnight Mass and what else? Squid Game. I thought that was a few weeks ago. No, well, it's number one on Netflix this oh, weekend, okay. so I guess, but I didn't realise, I didn't know when that came out. But we're talking about Sex Education Season 3. Yep. And just before we get into that, I'm going to crack into this uh, Monster Energy Ultra Fiesto Mango Flavor. Well, what? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a long title, but... Uh, Is it limited edition? No. Hear that crack. Mm-mm-mm. Alright, so I, I think we'll just be doing... Straight up full discussion, so spoilers, but spoilers for all seasons, I guess. So. All seasons, yes. But going into season three, Jacob, how do you feel about the first two seasons? I think the first two seasons, as far as like, oh, as far as like teen rom com drama dramas go, you know, I think it's pretty good. It was subversive enough. I think it was very authentically written. Besides one little, not well, one little thing, one major thing, at the end of season two, they started just to elongate the will they, won't they on Otis and Maeve for that little bit too long, in my opinion. And I was saying, all right, no, they can only sustain this whole thing for like maybe one half of the next season. So that was my thoughts going into it. What did you think, Ben? I really like the first two seasons. They're, they're just, it's just fun sex positive teen comedy and you know like it it just it just works yes every um like every performance goes that goes into it i think is it's pretty much across the board pretty great for like what it requires of each actor and like it's just like it's nothing nothing about it's high art yeah but no it is it, it, it is very it, good tv this is very good very bingeable very fun, and you really grow to like these characters very quickly. Correct. And, uh, well, you saying your thing about the Maeve and Oda storyline, what did you think of season three? Because I think I can guess. <laughs> right. So, so I, I thought they'd be able to play the drama of the will they, won't they? Yeah. Up until halfway through season yeah. three? Turns out I, they already played all of their cards, in my opinion, for it. I found the whole Otis and Maeve thing to be the least interesting part of season three. And I think retroactively, that would probably make my enjoyment of season one and two a bit less 
So I just think that they just played it on too much. And I think the big major factor in that is both Otis and Ruby and Maven Isaac's relationships are far more interesting. Not healthy, but interesting in my opinion. Yeah. I actually ended up caring way more about what was happening with them than what was going to happen with Otis and Maeve, personally. What yeah, but at, at the end of the day, where you're saying what happens with Ruby and Isaac happens is going to happen because what happens with Otis and Maeve, <laughs> you know, like yeah, and that, that, that's the thing they're that, tied into each other. No, I agree with yeah. you there, but I think they made a, the writers accidentally wrote themselves into a corner, especially with Otis and Ruby. Well, because they have they have a very good the actors yeah. of Ace Butterfield and Mimi Kane. Yeah, they have like. Amazing yeah. chemistry, way more natural, and I think it's just overall way more engaging. So yeah. I kind of felt like it was a bit... While, while their stuff was really good and you grew to really like and yeah. see Ruby sort of grow as a deeper character more than just the popular gal who's mean, you know, I actually like that, you know, she obviously orders around Otis, but then like whenever Otis actually pushes back, she's surprisingly like, okay, yeah. I thought that was actually nice to watch and it's nice to see a sort of very initially unlikable character sort of grow into a more likable one. I guess they do the same with Isaac as well because you kind of don't immediately, you don't hate him as much as you do in season two. Okay, so before you start having a conversation with yourself, I'm just going to, I'm going to give my (laughs) overall thoughts for the season then we'll get into the discussion. I think it's by far the weakest season. Um, Yep. A big problem with it for me is that it uh, covers a lot of the same ground for all the characters that it was already covered in season two. Mm -hmm. And um, the new stuff it does introduce is highly derivative of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. (laughs) Um, And which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I think it it does create some good drama for the characters. But at the end of the day, it like. Yeah, I, I don't think this season really offers much in terms of new content for like much of it at all. Like, I, I don't really know how to describe it more than that. I feel like it's this is an in between season. And I feel like season four they just have to end it there, quit while they're ahead, and in like wrap it all up because if they keep repeating the same plot points with Otis and Maeve. With Eric and um, Adam, with yeah, Jackson not wanting to disappoint his parents. Hannah Waddington was only in one episode this season because <laughs> she was too busy filming Ted Lasso. <laughs> Which is weird because yeah. like, why didn't they have the other mum? She was too busy filming the other Apple TV show that nobody watches, I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, but, you know, I actually... This is going to be so bad. I didn't notice that his mum was Hannah Waddington until she turned up this season <laughs> because I'd only started watching Ted Lasso in the last year. So, like, I just didn't even realise it was her. Did you, you recognise her in Game of Thrones as well? No, I didn't either. Okay, when, wow. when, I, when I found out that Hannah Waddington was Septa I was like, holy crap. Because, like, in that, she's basically playing a nun and the only thing you can see is her face. Yes. And it's just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she has yeah, a very distinct it, hair, like... Yeah. Yeah, but... Going back to, going back to sex education. Um, yeah, I just I just feel like 
they spent too much time covering the stuff they've already covered, just like me just now, repeating myself. Um, <laughs> and overall, it's a very fun show to watch. Good, like, and just extremely, like, just bingeable. I watched it all in, I think, a day and a half. Like, it was just, it's just easy to get through. And, um, I can't remember what I was going to say. Go back to Otis and Ruby, which is <laughs> you're very um, passionate about. Yes. Um, well, that was the thing because yeah. I rem- like my friend. I was talking to like one of my friends about season two, and I was like, "It won't happen." But I wish they explored like Ruby and Otis a bit more because they had that episode in season two. Yeah, when they the, the uh, morning after pill, the morning after pill, and I thought they had like really natural and good chemistry. Yeah, and I was like, I would like to see that. And then, um, much to my my happiness. It turns out that was a big point for the first half of season three. Well... Before she just completely disappears besides one scene against Dolores Umbridge. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) See, I feel... And I I do think the, um, the ending was pretty abrupt as well. Where, like, it's just... I don't know. It's like... Overall, throughout the season, there seems to be like a, a big build-up to a major event at the end, which does happen, but then it just kind of fizzles out. Yeah, it's like the yeah. second last episode, second or third last episode. The second last episode. Yeah. Where the- and, then it, and then the final episode is just kind of like table setting for season four, which I feel like they could have wrapped up the entire show yeah. instead of setting up a season four, but I guess it's, it is a moneymaker for Netflix. People do enjoy it and they want to squeeze all the life out of it yeah. that they can but I'm not opposed to a season 4 it has to happen at this point yeah, I think, yeah, I, think yeah. I, yeah. I like watching yeah. the characters and yeah. but but I do think my issue with that is like um, I think the I think one of the things I haven't heard discussed enough is the whole the twist at the end with Jean when she gets the paternity oh test. where like where um, you get Jacob's not the father you get the impression yeah. that he's not the father. Yeah. And once again, it's one of those things with like Otis and Maeve. It's just like, I think they've just played their cards with them breaking up yeah. and coming yeah. back a few too, bit too much. So it's just like, I, I don't know. It's like, I don't, and I don't want like every show to be like, con, like not have that conflict, but it's just like, I think Ted Lasso's done a very good job at, Surprisingly, I'm not. I'm not sure how yeah. well this will age in a week or two, <laughs> but like you know, by keeping these char- characters together for the most part and not doing so many twists and turns with like breakups and all that, and I, I you can still have conflicts. Did you watch the last episode with Jamie and all that? No, I was talking about with Sam. but I'm just yeah. saying. Like, yeah. I feel that's that's the point okay, of yeah. their relationship. Yeah. Whereas it's just like. You know, Jean and Jakob will probably f- find their way back together. I probably am just going to be like... That's the thing, is like... Yeah. This is like... <laughs> this season ends in the exact same place... Season two ends. But just reversed. Yeah. Where Maeve's looking up to the stars thinking about Otis, but last season Otis was thinking about Maeve, and it's just like, okay... <laughs> Look, I don't want to sound like we're too down on this because I think we both enjoyed no, watching it. No, it's a watchable yeah. thing, but I think yeah, I think they have sort of they're playing their cards yeah. too much. The same cards too yeah. much. I, 
a lot of areas. By the end of it, I think if they end the season four, like I hope they do, I think most people will agree they went on one season too long. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I think, you know, if you're going to do season four, make it different, you know? Mm. Like, in all honesty, because I don't know, maybe, do you think Emma Mackey is doing a Topher Grace in that 70s show in that he won't appear in many episodes until the last episode? In the final season till the last episode oh no I think or do you think she'll just be doing like or do you think they'll be following her in America there'll be two episodes of her in America and then she'll be back in Wales or whatever and then they're filming in Wales don't they I don't know <laughs> not a Welsh accent in but yeah but you, you know what I mean <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Um, but yeah like I think she'll do like two episodes in America then she turns back up after the kids have formed their own sex school or something, I don't fucking know what they're going to do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I forgot the sc- Yeah. That, that should have felt yeah. like a bigger event than it did. Yeah, no, like, it's the, the, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, Mordale shuts down. Yeah. And then it's just like... Yeah. Well, that's my... <laughs> no one seems to give a shit. Like, <laughs> that's, my whole, that's my whole thing with the, the villain storyline of the Dolores Un- Umbridge character that's played by Jemima Kirk. Like, she's very good at playing yes. the asshole teacher... Or headmistress and like who's overbearing and conservative and wants to do what's best for the kids in air quotes, but you know, like it's just yeah, it, a it, bit of a a fascist about it. Um, I have a major problem with her characterization, where um, about five episodes into it, I was like, wow, they're really just not giving her a character outside of this at all, and then they did. And it's my least favourite trope where we should feel sympathy for this woman because she wants to be a mother. And I think I feel like it's a really outdated and just grimy approach. To sort of also yeah. explaining her hatred. Yeah, to like, like jealousy. Yeah, to like humanise a pretty vile person. The fact that they want to be a mother doesn't go a long way for me to sympathise with them in the way that they want me to. Uh, and, and that is a yeah. shame, because as you yeah. said, Jemima Kirk, I think yeah. she's a very good, multifaceted actress. Yeah. She, she can play... This is her very much playing against type and what I've yeah. seen her do before. You know, and, she, and she definitely... Her character is set up more interestingly because she starts off as trying to be the whole cool yeah. principal thing that immediately sort of you realise oh okay yeah, and that's yeah. interesting but they seem yeah. just to drop the whole yeah you know she, the only person who really seems to like her after one episode is Viv and it's just yeah, like but that's because of a, like a kiss ass no no but, but yeah, that, yeah. that's what I mean yeah. it's like I'm yeah. I, if I was to approach that character I would try to make sure you know at least there's a bit more like people under her spell but it just yeah. seems just like <laughs> yeah they, they just sort of drop the whole cool facade thing immediately yeah which, you know, I understand can happen sometimes, but, like, mm. yeah. I don't know. The thing is, I feel like I'm complaining a lot about the season, but I think it does a lot of things well. I think this apparently COVID production-related issue that they got around was segmenting a lot of the characters and their stories Okay. this season. So that's why, like, kind of characters were more doing their own thing or, like, in, like, a very small pack like the first and second half of the season yeah and I, I, I think in a lot of areas that works I think um, I think it does work with it is embedded with the text of Jackson Viv and um, Cal the new yeah. character yeah and like um, 
it does work because they're you know very you know I, I think the whole thing with Jackson and Cal and Viv it's they're, they're sort of more on their own this season and yeah. that's even in the text but then when it's like I don't know what's a good example like Otis and Maeve it seems like Emma Mackey just was in a separate show a lot of the time and she, she, she wasn't really around yeah. many other characters until like the latter half of well, she wasn't even at the school event. Her and um, Amy, Amy yeah. had their own like side story going yeah. on during by, by, with by the right. rest of the cast. Amy Lou Wood, yeah, probably the best actor in the series. Yeah. I think she's really great. Yeah. Yeah. She has a very natural comedic persona that can, mm. you know, really go dramatic in quite like a moment's notice, yeah. and I think that's really quite yeah. amazing. Um, speaking of new additions to the cast. And we talked about how Jemima Kirk played against part. Do you know who's a new character that played really with type that worked really well? Jason Isaacs. Oh my god. <laughs> Jason Isaacs is the perfect middle-aged arsehole. And he is is it's just he, he fit so perfectly with for what his small role was, but it, it was it was he did really, it, yeah, yeah, very well. And I, I enjoyed his presence for like the two scenes that he was in. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's yeah. just like the thing is, it's just like, all right, who's the who's Groff's older, domineering brother? Yeah, who's a rich asshole? Jason Isaacs. Yep. Yeah, and like, exactly, yeah. I, I saw him. Like, the thing yeah. is, he had one line, and I already was like, okay, this is yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. an asshole. And yeah, like, he doesn't have a lot of screen time, but he does. He does the most with it. He yeah. does the most with it. Yeah. And, what did you think of uh, Mr. Gruff's whole thing this season? I enjoyed it. I, I didn't really... He was he, he was a very one-note villain in the first two seasons. And I, I, I did enjoy that they gave him a little bit more depth. Mm. But at, still, at the end of the day, he, it doesn't really make up for what little I really thought about him from the first two seasons. Yeah. You know, like he was just a bit of a... I do think that leads into what I think, who I think have been the MVP characters of Sex Education. Adam? No. No, no, no. Eric? No, the, uh, (laughs) I say they're the MVP characters and I cut them there, the only characters that don't remember the names, but the science and the English teacher. Oh yeah, no, they're fun. I think they have, I think they're a nice little comedic relief. I think they, 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 I think they kind of are the bridging gap between a lot of the sort of segmented and yeah like sort of character arcs and circles this year you yeah. know they kind of do bounce around that a lot because mm. you know when you think about it, they kind of they, they they're very utilitarian yeah. in their like presence yeah and yeah. it's just like I think yeah. they have very good chemistry yeah like um they're very funny yeah like I, and I think like they kind of needed that whole as you said yeah they're, they're sort of utilitarian yeah because they're yeah. there for a purpose and they serve it well. They're there. And I, yeah. I, and I like that they... I think the show kind of understands that with this season being very compartmentalised, yeah. you know, someone's... These characters are doing something there, these characters are doing something there. Yeah. They kind of found a nice way to make them the common thread. Yeah. Because when you think about it, they're probably the characters who appear throughout the most storylines. Yeah, they bridge a lot of them, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think the... Best episode of the season, at least in my opinion, is episode five, The Bus. Yes, I was going to bring that up. Yep. Um, I enjoy 
immensely a good poo gag. <laughs> I will, I will, I will go to my grave enjoying poo gags. I enjoyed it in the in between us too, and I'm still enjoying it now. <laughs> no, no, but, but I think that yeah. was that was kind of the episode I really yeah. thought this sort of like these people are here, these people, these characters are there, yeah. sort of format the most. Yeah. Because, like, I think... Because, like, what's happening in that episode? It's Otis is kind of on his own. Otis Otis, is Otis like, has just broken up with Ruby. Yeah. Ruby's mad at him. Eric's gone. Amy and Maeve are fighting because Amy's mum paid for Maeve's trip. Yeah. Eric's in Nigeria. Adam and is... Rahim. Yeah, are... Quarreling, I quarreling, guess. but then they have a mutual respect for each other. After Rahim yeah. took a shit in a sock, yeah. and then yeah. didn't take a shit, took a shit, clogged the toilet, put it in a sock, and threw, threw it, it threw, threw it out a window. They hit a Frenchman. <laughs> <laughs> Poo gags are my favourite. Um, and then Jackson and Cal were doing their own thing, and then it should have. Ola and Lily, they get into the fight about. Oh yeah, and then Viv is having her own thing, about... and then Maeve and Otis. Fine. Have, yeah. have their first kiss, which yeah. I think I think for like what is a, it? A, that's twenty one episodes into the series. <laughs> a kiss that was built up for that long. Yeah, I kind of was like, okay. Yeah, I, I felt that was kind of yeah. That was kind of like, okay, I don't really care about yeah. them, honestly. Yeah, but at the end of the day, I do think um, we've we're coming full circle, and I think we should wrap up this episode, but. You, like we have our problems with how long this Maven Otis storyline is taking to play out. At the end of the day, I do feel like they are the characters that do, at the end of the day, fit mostly together because they are pretty selfish and they work together in that way. Where they they yeah. both want they both wanted each other and they've done selfish things to get back at that other person for twenty four episodes and. I just would rather them just get together and leave all the poor people around them behind alone. Yes. <laughs> and just be done with it. And, and yeah. may I say, yeah. th- this isn't set up or anything, but I was thinking, I was like, how do you get around the whole Ruby thing by make, since making her one of the more sympathetic and unexpectedly deep characters in the show? Yeah. How do you get around that? And how do you do that when obviously the show ha- has the end game of Otis and Maeve, and hear me out here. Okay. What about her and Adam? Yeah, well, yeah, well, that's actually a question I have because they 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 spent all season two exploring Adam's bisexuality. They didn't really they 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 spent season three just referring to him as gay. Did so they? I, did they? Well, I don't. I, at no point other than when Amy is talking to Adam's mum. Did they even reference I mean, I, I, that I, he's been with a woman? You know, I, like I, I, I guess yeah. that is just because the you know the, yeah he was in a gay relationship, but like, um, well, I find it interesting because it's like, are they going to explore that in the future, or are they just going to lean into him being with men? You know, like that's yeah. what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. Of course, bisexuality yeah. can go like yeah, so many different spectrum. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know, but I, yeah. I, I hope they, I hope they find a way in this complicated web of relationships to, yeah, do something good for Ruby and yeah. Adam because I, I feel like at the end of the day, even though they're very flawed characters, they do. I did get the weird feeling that they were going to go for an Adam Raheem storyline in season four. I, I would like yeah. that as well. Yeah, yeah. I think. Um, you know, obviously where Eric sort of leaves off in the season. <laughs> it's like yeah. he's, he, he's... I think he sort of wants to explore and yeah. express himself a bit yeah. more. You know, which is fine. Doesn't so. want to hide. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, whether that results in a relationship or not, I think that'll be interesting. But I would yeah. be interested to see Adam and Raheem. Yeah. I think I'm just more interested in any other relationship than Otis and Maeve. Yeah. yeah. The same. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, hell, honestly... I know. I I feel like I'm like Marge Simpson when she's like, "Can't they all get along?" Like <laughs> just one big polyamorous relationship. No, but it's just like the entire cast. You, you know, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's just like I don't know. It's just like stop with the will they won't days. Like I don't know. I, I would. Yeah. I, I would appreciate it because, like, you know, Amy and Adam. You know, when they ended, they just ended. Yeah. It's like um, I'm gonna. Anyone who's watched... I'm watching New Girl for the first time. Um, I'm... For, I just finished the third season. I'm already over C.C. and Schmidt. And I'm over... Uh, Jake Johnson. What's his fucking name? <laughs> How can I forget his name? Nick. Nick. I'm over Nick and Jess as well. You know, I'm, you know, I'm just... I've watched, I think, like 72 episodes... I don't need this will they won't they stuff. I, I I I was there for Friends when it was playing on Channel Ten in like 2010, <laughs> and there was nothing else to watch. And I'm over it again. <laughs> you know, just stop it with the will they won't they. Yes, I agree. Because we all know that they probably will. And <gasps> it's a twist if they won't. Yeah. Um. <laughs> thank you for listening to Potatoes on the Sidewalk. That's been State's Education. A thumbs up and a thumbs down, or a thumb in the middle, I guess. I don't know. Depends how you look at it. I like it, I just think... Like it, it's just the weakest one. I I like it, I think it's just the cracks are starting to form in a significant way. Wrap it up. (laughs) Bye-bye!